1: Welcome to another episode of The Way with Jazz and Tay. It's your girl Jazz and Shantae. And of course, if you guys don't know, it is Thursday, December 23rd, two days before the joyous, wonderful holiday season and yes. Jesus' birth. Uh, for those yes. of y'all who celebrate, <laughs> um, we're so excited to be here. We are also here, Shantae and I are also here to celebrate our three-year anniversary of doing this podcast.
2: Oh. Oh, happy anniversary happy anniversary happy anniversary
0: happy anniversary i know that's right i've never heard that before when the heck <laughs> i was hoping for anniversary by tony 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 but uh, that's okay the show's the show's, early, the show's early the show's early girls today is <laughs> it's, our,
1: it's anniversary. our anniversary it's our
2: anniversary baby you with me
1: hey
0: <laughs> good song
1: Um, so yes, you know, outside of, of course, we're going to talk about, you know, the last three years of The Way with Jazz and Tay, we are also going to dive into our top five Christmas movies. Um, I don't know if you guys followed us on Instagram, um, but you guys should, (laughs) The Way Jazz and Tay, but we actually put a poll out there this week to see some of our, like, listeners and some of our friends' favorite holiday movies, and a lot of them have the same ones that Shantae and I did, but also threw some out there that, um kind of brought back some good memories so we're gonna dive into that and then also guys we're gonna get into our review of the week insecure (laughs) episode nine y'all so much happened this week And um, we've got one more episode until they do like the season finale. Um, So we've got a lot to cover, because honestly, I watched the episode. I felt so, so much about it. felt such a type of way about it and have not been able to really talk about it. Like I have not talked to anybody about it. So this will be a good conversation um, for for you and I, Shantae, to have.
0: Yes, but before we get into it today, I always want to remind you guys that we have 30 and 60 second ad space available. You can email us at thewayjt at gmail.com or DM us on our IG for the information on those rates. Hey, yo. Additionally, y'all, please
1: leave us a review and rating on Apple Podcasts. It helps the show grow. Bars, And don't forget to follow us again on IG at The Way Jazz and um, Lastly, you guys can stay up to date on the latest by checking out our website at The J. <laughs> the J. <laughs> the way jtpod.com I promise I don't have anything on my mind. Um, this morning, you guys, the support means everything to us. And we really do appreciate the love. Um, lastly, one thing I wanted to, uh, throw in there real quick. That had me thinking when you were giving our, um, our, uh, info, I woke up this morning with that really annoying bing bong. If you see these dogs outside, I, I know that sound has been making its rounds for a minute now, and it's old, and it's overplayed, and honestly, it's kind of annoying, but today's the first day that I woke up and immediately had it in my head without hearing it.
0: Just know when you see these dogs out front, just know we're going hard upstairs. Bing, Bing bong. bong. What you want to tell Joe Byron right now? Shut up, up, baby? <laughs> Take me out to dinner. I know we to context come to Staten Island get your life come, come to Coney Island you, the cyclone yo that was my favorite part I was like oh no
1: and she's probably sitting over here like oh my gosh these yes. people <laughs> um, alright sorry now that we've gotten our formalities and a random tangent out of the way let's go ahead and get into our icebreaker I don't want a lot for Christmas there is just one thing I need
0: I don't care about
1: the presents the Christmas
0: tree now I don't know about all of that <laughs> I definitely care about the presents underneath the Christmas tree
1: I'm dead I was like what
0: to this day <laughs> <Where did> I-, <laughs> I know I'm like an old 20 but yeah I'm sorry. I
1: still, I still very much value and appreciate gifts. A good okay? present, you know, much much more. Like I would rather wake up on Christmas morning to like gifts that I know I like, rather than some man that Santa thinks that I might like. <laughs> <laughs>
0: And also she's saying, like, all I want. It's almost uncertain that he'll make it home. And so I'm like, so, like, if he doesn't make it, then there's also no gifts. And you're gonna that's You don't have just nothing. Depressing. You ain't got no man.
1: You ain't got no gifts. And now you're alone <laughs> and sad on Christmas.
0: And that just isn't it. Um.
1: <laughs> side note. <laughs> this song right here, I uh, I think I've heard more this year through and through than I have in the last couple years. I don't necessarily know why that's different. Um
2: she's got the big push with McDonald's and all that. What? Yeah. yeah. She's
1: got she got like a sweetie meal thing going on with uh, McDonald's? Like one of those? Like the
2: twelve days of meals or whatever or oh, deals okay. or whatever. Yeah. Okay. I don't eat those. Oh, though. I saw that. It was yeah. kind of
1: like a advent calendar setup type yeah, of thing. Yeah, so you like you get okay. the app
2: and you get like a free item for that day for the twelve days?
1: I saw that okay yeah. okay so and okay she's so that like makes the sense. big
2: yeah she's the star yeah
1: but what I was gonna what I was gonna say was that like you know of uh, you know talking about that bing bong and how it's annoying mm-hmm. and it's only been out like like this is one of those songs Miss Mariah Carey that every year around Christmas I listen to it as if it's brand new never heard it ever before in my life and it just gets played on repeat yeah you know over it's and over like- again
0: it's not Christmas until I hear this song.
2: Right.
1: Right. And any and anytime people are like, oh, put Christmas music on, you know, or
0: like I'm starting a playlist. That's the first one that I yeah. generally I, start I create with. a station off that song.
2: Yep. Yeah. Yep.
0: <laughs> like I want those guys. <laughs> she sets the precedent for Christmas. She makes so much money right. every
1: December. Moving along now that I've sidetracked. <laughs> um, but yeah, we're gonna go ahead and talk about our Three years of the way, and then get into our uh, top Christmas movies. And honestly, Shantae, every year our anniversary for the show comes up. It kind of like creeps up because of the fact that it's surrounding like the Christmas holiday.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I feel like it gets kind of like wrapped in there, like kind of even like forgotten about. <laughs> well, <laughs> our sometimes. first
0: episode was holidays,
1: <laughs> I, and and that's what I like. Oh, remembering, we it on you know? New Year's Eve. <laughs> yes isn't that crazy and I don't I don't even like I I, again I have a hard time listening to our very first episode because it is so cringy it's really bad (laughs) but it was so much it's still fun to listen to and like fun to hear us talk about
0: Um, I think it's also like I've always said this but it's a great benchmark like and I think that's why we ended up putting it out like we could have just decided to keep that one in the vault but right I was like it'll be a great (laughs) way to look back at how far we've come because yes. we um, a tremendous amount from that day and even like on the different years and the different steps in between like we've learned so much um, about podcasting and I think it's just a great way to be like yeah that was our first episode but I think everybody's first episode is pretty cringe oh yes oh yeah yes. unless unless they record like five to ten before they actually put it out and that's no fun no
1: (laughs) and like and that's literally what we tell people to do (laughs) we like advise that um but but yeah no I totally I totally agree and um even just I don't it kind of it does it make you proud I have a really like a sense of pride when I think about or even just looking through our Instagram feed about like posts and things and just kind of like how that's uh how that's changed you know we've our color scheme we've we've played with here and there you know we've tried different templates for like you know how how should we roll out this episode what does that look like you know and we've we've I think we found a good thing now what we've got going on now looks good it's attractive it's cohesive um but looking back at some of our some of our first stuff I'm like wow I literally downloaded I downloaded like this app through its template on it changed some colors and called it a day and thought that that was it like you know what I mean threw some text on it like literally um word art clip art level type of (laughs) design work on my
0: end uh but I again that just shows the growth um everybody has to start somewhere and it's not always gonna be you can't start and be like the best of the best, unless you know right. you, that's something that you do or that you work in graphic design, or you know, like Very you would have true. to be all things you'd have to be a podcaster, a public speaker, a graphic designer, if you're doing video, a video editor. And you know, you can't really jump into something new and expect it's gonna be like Perfect. horrible decisions level season seven. You know, I don't even know what's going right. on, but um, I'm even sure that they look back at their stuff and they're kind of like, Ugh, or Pretty much all podcasters probably look back and cringe at where they started at, but that's yeah. the whole point is that each yeah. year it gets better um, and you learn from your previous mistakes. Like, Absolutely. It's all just a learning opportunity. Um, and I even think about that, like when I said, like points in between, like thinking about Splash Fest and how, like, that was our first time ever doing a live event. And It went well, like everybody was really impressed with us, but like from our end, it didn't go well. Right,
1: (laughs) right like every that I totally remember that and that was super like validating for us you know we kind of had this like imposter syndrome we were like oh we wanted we, we wanted to make sure that we showed up and made a good impression because these people asked something of us mm-hmm. and yes we did get a lot of like you know attention and support and like people thought we were dope. it helped that we were both very attractive women at this event let's not even forget that that's <laughs> that was part of it but <laughs> Ding, yep.
0: Period. Um, we should have dressed to the nines. Really
1: but you know, like we are like our our banner wasn't necessarily like we didn't have a place really to like put up our banner. um The sound that we got like the wrong microphones, so that when we went back to listen to everything, literally it
0: recorded every everything. Thing. Yeah.
2: I like in one of the
0: interviews we heard somebody sneeze like seven times and I was like this is not usable and then,
1: well do you remember that one girl who was randomly talking about the winter months
0: I think that's what the sneezing has
2: <laughs>
1: and every time now some so randomly I'll be like oh, the winter months and like that is um, but yes, you know, and we're interviewing someone, and literally we could hear this girl talk sneezing and talking about the winter months over our actual <laughs> interview. Interview, yeah. Um, yes, you know, so definitely pivoted from there. I think was that August of 2019 for us?
0: Maybe. No, because that's, I that's eighteen When did for... we
1: do um the Met Gala?
0: Right before COVID. December two thousand nineteen. Oh, maybe it was August two thousand
1: nineteen. I think so. Yeah. So even even just between our setup for Splash Fest and then trying to transition into um our doing the Emerald City Gala. Did I say the Met Gala? I maybe. always. <laughs> I always say that.
0: Manifest. Manifest.
1: But, you know that was the end of August to like the middle of December, and even then, you know, we researched. Okay, so like, let's figure out what different mics we're gonna need. How how is this, um, you know, a different way to make it portable and still effective? And we still hit some, we still hit some bumps but in the We still road.
0: didn't have the right mics. Right. <laughs> we hit
1: some bumps in the road there. Like, um, I was just
0: like, I'm over microphones.
1: <laughs> but I will say we killed it. We won Best Dressed. And that was a high moment for us. I feel like it's a podcast. Yeah. People know that we come to, we come to, we come to do our job. You know, like we're pretty professional in these environments. But we also know how to look and show up and dress and dress to impress.
0: Okay. Yeah. I love my dress. I wish I had more pictures of me in it because it was fire.
1: It is so fire. It was, it was like, um, if you don't know, it had like, it wasn't like a completely feathered dress. It had like one sleeve that was long. One was like off the shoulder. It was sheer it was kind of like a pinkish champagne-ish color.
0: My favorite color.
1: Um, and it was a long dress, but it was like a high low, had like a high low. Yeah. And it was just, oh, it was so cute. It had like a little bodysuit in it too, you know, so I was that was cheeky from the behind. Yeah. The butt looked all I had, cute. I
0: had been kickboxing. So like everything looked good.
1: <laughs> Your hair anyway. looks really nice. Yeah, I know. Right. Sorry. We're digressing.
0: Yeah, it was, <laughs> that was a lot of fun. And they're actually doing the Emerald City Gala again this year, um, and I'm sad we can't go. But I am happy that they're able to put on the event. Hopefully, like nothing. That's today. You
1: know, I was just gonna say that. I was like, it's tonight. It's today, the 23rd. <laughs> I
0: was like, what is today? Yeah, they're okay. doing it tonight.
1: Let's do a quick plug. Um, if y'all are available tonight, it's at New. I'm pretty sure it's at Numos Barbosa, The Runaway. They usually have it at all of those venues over there in Cap Hill the Emerald City Gala show up dressed to impress, okay? This is a a clothing drive to help with the homeless population in Seattle because Mm -hmm. it's not fun to be outside in the winter months. Um, They're also doing a bunch of live performances from local artists, okay? So Mm -hmm. you're going to see the martial law band most likely and a bunch of other people. I don't actually know specifically. Charlie Cash,
0: Sin 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 the Slime, slime. Mal Holiday. There we go. Rhetorician. So if Chane. y'all
1: if y'all got all your holiday shopping done and you're not doing anything else uh tonight, check out the Emerald City Gala at Numos. Okay, and come
0: dressed to impress. It is a black tie event.
1: Yes, like we're not playing. And I'm not talking like Seattle dress to impress. I'm talking like if you were in LA or New York, dress to impress. Okay, everybody
0: came out last time.
1: Please, please.
0: <laughs> yes. Um. I guess what are some other things what have been some of your favorite episodes or um surprises about the podcast
1: um i think one of my favorite one of my favorite episodes that i really do kind of constantly go back go back to um is the one that we have with kendra springer i Mm -hmm. i just outside of it being extremely educational you know it to me just kind of epitomizes um the reason why we kind of started doing the, doing the podcast, you know, we, we did, we, we, we did our, our, our thing as, as far as like interviewing her and trying to get to know her, which is like, you know, standard, anybody can do that. But we also were able to get her to feel, you know, comfortable enough to really like open up and share with us and mm-hmm. cultivate that again, deeper conversation. And um, that meant a lot to to me. So that's something that I really think about as far as like, I think that was a very successful, um, podcast for us. Um, that's, so that's one of my, my favorite ones. For those of you guys that don't know or remember Kendra Springer, um, she's a makeup artist. She was actually on, I can't remember the show, but Ashley Graham had a, had a makeup show and she was actually um, on it. She's an amazing, amazing, sweet young lady. Um, you know, she is an advocate for clean beauty products and things like that. And she really shared, she shared so much knowledge with us about, you know, like that portion of things, but then also shared with us some personal, um, struggles that she had been dealing with and kind of what that reality looks like for her and what it looks like in her relationship. You know, it was just beautiful. Check it out. Um, Kendra Springer, we actually have her on our Instagram and if you guys, um, March 25th 2021 that was actually I guess the episode that we had her on so go back and check it out um on all of our almost streaming platforms if you guys want to check it out it was a really good one
0: I really um I really liked that whole series um that we did in March it was uh Women's History Month and ah that's right I feel like all three women that we brought on um that month were just really inspiring and had a lot of great things to say um I really appreciated the conversation we had with Twia. It felt like, for me, the first time we'd brought a hot topic to um, an interview, when usually we'll kind of center center it around their music
2: yeah. and what they're
0: doing. But um, for me, we t- we talked about, you know, the whole Zaya Wade situation and everybody being upset about that. Um, and I just, I really appreciate it because, again, like you said, it felt, I know about like what, why we started the podcast um, and we really didn't shift our format to fit the guests, the guest. but had the guests really get into what we were trying to do.
1: Exactly. Yes. Yes. I, I agree. That's exactly, um, that's exactly how I, how I feel. Um, it just seems so much more organic that, that way, you know, it's such a natural flowing
0: um, conversation. Um, I also really like the one with FOH just because their podcast. That was just so fun. <laughs> yeah, I feel like we play off of each other, and yes. they always have a really like funny and fun perspective on stuff. Their so. energy,
1: their energy is great, um, and they really do bring a, a great perspective to anything. You know, we've we've been on their podcast, they've been on our podcast, and we've even actually um, linked up in person. And it's the same, it's same in person it's the same as it is, yeah, <laughs> as it is like over um, podcast, podcasting and Zoom. Um, they're they're really great people. They are. They they made it. That's another episode where it's just easy. You know, it, mm-hmm. everything just kind of flows. It's conversational, and you can tell we're having fun, mm-hmm. <laughs> a lot of fun.
0: <laughs> One other person I wanted to shout out, and I would say this is mainly on his show. Um, I really liked talking with Tyson. Because again, Mm. it's another one of those. um, He's, he's always going to play devil's advocate, or bring a different perspective, even if it's not necessarily what he actually believes in. But it's like to actually foster that conversation of, let's put ourselves in somebody else's shoes. Um, And I appreciate that about him. And, and so like, when we went on his podcast, you know, Um, we made it very clear off top that we were Democrats and, you know, we kind of had a debate on why and like Mm -hmm. voting rights and why we should do that, uh, why people should vote. Um, and it was interesting because he challenged us and we kind of sat there for a moment, like, Hmm. And I was, I don't know about this guy, but then like at the end he came full circle and I actually like at the end, I remember telling Jasmine, I was like, I really, I really, really liked doing that episode. Yes. Because it it gave us a platform to speak on the things that we feel and believe but also he challenged us. It was like a healthy and, debate.
2: Right. It wasn't so exactly. in your face. It was very healthy. Everyone was all calm and collected and you guys got yeah. it out on the table and you're like you work yeah. through it.
0: And that's, that's how it should another be. thing yeah. that we're always trying
2: to do. Mm-hmm. So
1: mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. And that's what we're always looking for, too, is like, because, you know, Shantae and I always talk about this. We don't agree on everything. You know, we might have a varying opinions and preferences, but a lot of the time we will stand on the same side of, of issues and topics. Mm-hmm. And it's so it's so nice when we have especially a male perspective at that, yeah. let alone someone who is going to like challenge it and not necessarily tell us that we're wrong, but. Uh, have us look at it from a different view and that's what I really appreciated with him is that you know he's not like, you're not wrong but what if you know what about this oh, what about really? this like, yeah yeah yes and I I love and appreciate that about anybody anybody and kind of guy yeah and that's Tyson uh from Tyson's vibe podcast, podcast. If you guys want to yeah. check him out that was um our April 1st episode well
0: I guess now and if we wanted to we could transition into Christmas stuff Let's do it. (laughs) Ho, ho, ho. Merry Christmas. Oh, that's a perfect Santa impression. Does it actually sound good? Did it actually sound Mm -hmm. good? Come on, be real. Yeah, I think that you could actually be a mall Santa.
1: You know, don't play with me. (laughs) A black female Santa? Right. I'm out here bending all the (laughs) gender gender (laughs) (laughs) norms. Yeah,
0: right. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> the kids would be like who is this
1: right i'm young i'm not very chunky i'm a woman and i'm light-skinned okay <laughs>
2: i feel like the lines will be really sit, long you're gonna for sit that these one.
1: kids on my lap and they won't cry because they'll just be
0: like mm. this who Maybe is this? Like, uh, it's santa claus's mistress <laughs> <laughs>
2: there might be some grown.
0: Not, not even mrs claus right <laughs>
2: There could be some <laughs> grown folks crying. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I'm kidding.
2: <laughs> I don't think so. <laughs> uh,
0: but I saw this skit on the internet and this guy was like, it's like basically when Mrs. Claus gets Wi-Fi, and she's on the phone with Santa. And she's like, first of all, you told me we couldn't make any more Pelotons because the elves fingers weren't you know, quick enough. But Instagram says that's a lie. And then like, <laughs> Um she's like, and who is this kid who said uh, he saw you kissing his mommy? Who is it? Tell me who it is. <laughs> and I was just like, this is so funny. And also who comes up with this stuff? <laughs> I saw mommy kissing Santa Claus. Is that Michael Jackson? Jackson? That's the
1: one that I know and love.
2: Jackson 5.
1: Yeah, yeah. okay. Real quick, since we're talking about Christmas um, songs right now, there's this one, I can't remember what it's called, but I think it's called, There's Something Stuck Up In My Chimney. And it's it's a really cute song. It's this, she sounds, she's like a little girl and she's basically describing, there's something stuck up in my chimney and I don't know where it's from, but it's been there since last Christmas. Santa Claus get stuck in their chimney and she's she's basically talking about it and then she's like and then like one of the verses is like you know the house doesn't smell so good anymore and it smelled like this since last christmas it's the cutest funniest thing ever um like is he still
0: living and like is he okay
1: bro no santa claus is dead no yes (laughs) um but check it out i just it randomly came to me when we were um talking about, you know, when we were getting our list together for our our top five Christmas movies, um, a bunch of different Christmas songs were rolling through my head. And I actually did a dance one time, uh, a tap dance to this Santa Claus is stuck up in my chimney song. Um, yeah, Tay, do you want to do you want to kick it off? Because here's the thing with 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 my list, as we were going through it. One, I can't choose just five.
0: Yeah, That's it's really hard. hard to choose five Christmas.
1: And two, movies. some of my, some of like my real top five are some of yours too. But yeah. I want to throw I'm in. I'm looking
0: at things. yours and I'm like, oh, I forgot about Christmas with the Cranks. Right? See, I love like
1: a lot of Christmas. this stuff. Yeah. I just love
0: Christmas movies. I'll say that off top. Um, I'll watch as many as I can get in in the season. I, I, gener- I generally watch Lifetime movies. Okay. Yes. And they've been good, okay, they haven't been good this year. (laughs) Some of them have been good. Some of them, the acting is poor or the storyline is just really bad. But um, what I really appreciated about the Lifetime movies this year is that they've got a ton of Black uh, cast members this year. Oh, okay. And I don't know if this is some kind of push or effort on their part. But yeah, I've watched a lot of of Christmas movies with people of color. Um, So I appreciated that. We don't get a lot of Christmas movies. Um,
1: we don't. Not And not good ones. Either. Yeah, I was going to say, good and
0: generally word. they're not good. I'll still watch because, like, I want to support, you know. But, yeah, they're generally not awesome. Um, but my top five, like, Wait, I have to watch these. One tidbit
1: real quick, just because Mama is listening and she did actually send a quick message in response to us talking about um, the mall Santa. Oh. Um, she said that if it was supposed to be if it's going to be me doing it I wouldn't be Mrs. Claus I've I'm, I'm actually Santa's love child oh. um he spent a little bit too much time uh, delivering presents mm. at my parents' mm-hmm. house and kissing one- and kissing, yeah. <laughs> and then here
0: I- and kissing yep. your mom I- <laughs> mm. <laughs> exactly I'm a week it was my mom <laughs> that's it mama and have you seen those uh, movies where Santa Claus like has a kid and then the kid has to take over because Santa Claus is sick. There's one with Jenny McCarthy in it.
1: Um, Pretty good. I'm like...
0: Yeah, she has to take over the family business and like, I think in real life she works for like this corporate toy company and her dad obviously is like, I don't know why you're a sellout and then he gets sick and she has to do Christmas and yeah it's a whole thing. <laughs> says
2: it's uh, Santa baby. No.
0: Santa baby. That's what it's called. Mm -hmm. Is that a lifetime one or is that a Hallmark one? I feel like that might be just like a free form. Yeah.
2: (laughs) It's five out of ten. (laughs) So... We'll just leave it at that. And I
0: feel like there's a second one also. Oh, okay, boy. but there is.
2: As we, dig- As we digress,
0: is. You guys, like, when I tell you I watch I watched the Christmas movies, like I really have seen them all. It's crazy. Yeah, Christmas
2: Santa Baby 2. Christmas maybe is with a sequel. Um, that's great but my
0: top five um these are like the ones that are staples in my house mm-hmm. we generally watch them every time except for one of them one of them I threw out there because it was a childhood favorite but um elf with Will Ferrell
1: absolutely
0: like classic, classic. Zoe
1: Chanel, Peter Dinklage Let's
0: other also- people Um, my friend Megan sent me this meme and it was like, um, all of the cast from Elf then and now and everybody besides Zoe. Oh, it was you. Okay, (laughs) girl. I, I interfaced with a lot of people throughout the day, (laughs) but everybody looks so old. And I'm like, when did that movie come out? Because I don't think they should be aging like that.
1: So what's crazy is that I thought, so the guy that played his dad, like in, uh, in real Life, not Santa. Mm -hmm. I thought he was like the oldest one and he looked very, very aged in um in in his like clip. And then they showed the guy who was who was like his elf and he was even older than him. Yeah. And he's still kicking too. I was like, oh my God. I thought for sure one of these people was gonna have like a RIP thing over it or like you know something to 2021 like I thought
0: (laughs) okay so the movie came out in 2003 and that explains a lot I I was thinking like 2010 it's that's crazy
1: 20 years old wow do you think when Will Ferrell did this movie he knew it was going to be like this
0: the staple that it is I think so
1: really
2: he was quoted in interviews that like it really wasn't and even in the pre like filming they were doing filming all over the city and people were just not getting it and he was dressed yeah. up the way he was and he was like in the tunnels doing shots and they're like this is crazy and it's real time like they didn't have to stop anything cuz it's new that york you sense, can't I, right
1: cuz there is yeah. a, there is a big scene where he's like running around Yeah. And, oh stop
2: there's yeah. a scene
1: mm-hmm. where he
0: picks mm-hmm. gum yeah under the railing stop it i'm pretty sure yeah i mean i'm pretty <laughs> sure he also ate that spaghetti <clears throat> <throat> pop tart syrup oh. conglomerate thing he did See, that too that was real that's, that's cool peril
1: for you I don't and that's it, why
0: like. okay so like i feel like he probably didn't know but i feel like at the time he was hot and he's always funny so mm-hmm. i feel like even if it if he didn't think it would be popular with kids it was i feel like it was always gonna be popular with adults because it's like hilarious because That's it's a, will ferrell you know what very i'm saying good
1: point it does translate well for both like kids and adults
0: oh absolutely um next one being national lampoon's christmas vacation chevy chase and oh absolutely
2: yeah watched it um, again last night Had that to. Damn
0: Yo, my favorite part <laughs> is when he like goes in on his boss that you know no good just cusses and he's like holy yeah. where's the Tylenol? on? I'm like this right there, that scene is very indicative of like holidays with your family at your house. <laughs> like, and, and then Eddie, Eddie's a hot mess, but I love him. <laughs> like I just, the whole movie, that's one that like my mom, we literally watch probably 20 times. Um, yeah. I, dressed up, I dressed
2: up as cousin Eddie for Halloween a couple years ago.
0: Really? <laughs> oh yeah. I'll send a pic. That is, hilarious. yeah, please send that. I literally,
2: um, yeah, you'll, you'll like it.
0: I'm trying to get her to make me a sweatshirt that has that entire line on it.
2: Oh, yeah. Um,
0: <laughs> yeah, because I was like, that's my Christmas sweatshirt mm-hmm. that I need. Um, and then the next one being Jingle All The Way with um, Sinbad and John, not John Travolta, whoa. What is his <laughs> name? Arnold Schwarzenegger.
1: I still have not seen that, you guys.
0: This is an old one. Um I want to say it's from like the 90s and I just grew up watching this. Like I literally would play this movie out just back to back to back watching it. And it's funny because somebody said this on the internet but they were like, you know, watching Jingle all the way as an adult is interesting because Um, you realize that this kid is just spoiled and a brat. Oh, yes. And I'm like, Yeah, I think I watched it recently. And I'm like, Yeah, like he basically was trying to choose some other man over his dad because he couldn't get him this like sold out toy. Yep. Like, oh, my bad. But also, he did promise to get it for him way before. Yeah. And he just forgot because of work. So there was a little bit
1: of neglect
0: on Arnold Schwarzenegger's character side. Is it
1: just like, (laughs) is it just like, um, how I'm assuming is it kind of like a Black Friday thing? Yes. Like he's mm-hmm. like he's literally fighting to try to get this this product and just like the links that parents that will he goes go to. Yep. For their yep. kids, kind of yep. thing. Yep. Yep. Okay, I didn't know Sinbad was in it. How yeah. Bad.
2: When Sinbad was in his prime in like right. 90s, and I feel like
0: this out. he was in every like
2: film for a while yeah. too.
0: I was like, I feel like that's the last time I really saw Sinbad. Yeah. As as a kid, I and I'm like, it. like I often think, I'm like, where is Sinbad now? I recently saw him in an episode of girlfriends and I was like, dang, like yeah. he was really in his prime in the nineties. Yeah. Um, The next one being Jim Carrey's the Grinch, obviously. Um, you guys, sorry, real quick. I had,
1: so Jim Belushi is in jingle all the way and the name sounded familiar to me. And I was like, why do I know this name? I had no idea that his brother is John Belushi, who he RIP, rest his yes. soul, but he was a famous like comedian on SNL. Yeah, he, like, was, he died. Oh.
2: Animal House. He was in the oh, Blues.
1: He was in the Blues Brothers. Blues Brothers, yeah, okay. with Dan
2: Aykroyd. Mm-hmm.
1: I have, oh, I'm so irritated because I know both of these men, <laughs> and I have not put two and two together oh, until just now. Looking up Jingle All the Way. All right, fun fact. All right, I'm so sorry. Go ahead. Jim Carrey's The Grinch. Yes.
0: <laughs> yes. Uh, classic. Mm-hmm. He's hilarious in it. He really brought the Grinch to life, and it's yeah. so quotable. That's the thing about most of these movies; they're super quotable. Like I, like I feel like I'm the Grinch probably like uh, twelve months out of the year. Like when he's like looking through the, he's like, I can't cancel that on myself again. Like talking about dinner with himself. Yes. Um, he's like, I'm not going. Like if I can't find something to wear. Like there's just so many points in that movie so where minimal. I'm like, yeah, like I feel that on a soul level, Grinch. Awesome. <laughs> like. For real. And I also like, I've always liked the message of the Grinch, which is kind of like, you know, Christmas is super commercial. And it's all about these, like, extraordinary gifts that you get each other and not really about, like, what it's about. Um, And I think that it's interesting that it's being taught through someone who hates Christmas. Right. Also, Um, baby Grinch was actually so cute. Adorable!
1: His little eyelashes! Yes. (laughs) Um, one of my favorite <laughs> scenes and fun facts from this movie is like, you know, that scene where he has all the stuff on the table and he like pulls the tablecloth out really, really fast and, all and it doesn't say, knock over <laughs> that was supposed to like fall over he wasn't supposed to do it well like when they were filming in it that was the, yeah that was the first take and so him walking over and like messing it up was all like improv, improv. or just to con- yes to continue the scene because it was supposed to happen that way anyway
0: oh, that is hilarious <laughs>
1: isn't it like it's just I love it when you let like I mean I'm sure there was a script and all of that but I really love when you let like certain like comedians or like actors kind of do certain improv improvisations and scenes um,
0: because it really does like it adds to it, and that I feel like added to that scene. I was gonna say I feel like Jim Carrey does that a lot. Oh, um, absolutely! A lot of he's improv. the master
2: of improv.
0: Yeah, and exactly. I feel like that's where he lives. Yeah. And have you? There's this clip too where he can do the
1: Grinch's face. Oh, on, in real life, on without command, without any of the makeup, mm-hmm. like he contorts his face mm-hmm. in the creepiest way, and he does it. And that's I'm like, did why they-, they
0: chose him? Oh like, yeah! Oh. From the mask to this, like the voice, everything he's always really just eccentric. He's like the best for like an eccentric and facially, like like ex- I don't even know what the word I'm looking for is, but like someone Presses. who expresses a lot through their face. And he's
1: Canadian, so you know. So
2: well, I'm that's how he got it. his gig with uh, you know in living color. He did so many of those variations that was, he was able to what do you right do <laughs> in living
0: color. And then um, I'm gonna wrap it up for my last one, being just like all the claymation Christmas movies: um, Santa's Coming to Town, Rudolph, Frosty the Snowman, Dude. Baby New Year. Yeah, I forgot, about, but but yes, the Heat Miser one. Not uh, even
1: gonna lie, yeah. the Heat creepy. The Heat Miser one scares me. Some of some of
2: these. <laughs> I agree. No,
1: yeah, some of them like. Scared me growing up because you know, again, yeah, it's claymation, it wasn't done very well. You know, some of these puppets were (laughs) really scary looking, they're like jarring,
2: and (laughs) yeah, Yeah. but
1: that one specifically, like the Winter Miser one, used to kind of terrify me.
0: Yeah, Um, I love those movies.
1: I used to always wonder how they got Rudolph's nose to glow. I was like, How did they do it? They push a button, (laughs) what like, (laughs) how do they do it? Absolutely. Okay, so let's go on to my top five. Um, Tay, as you can tell, obviously, a lot of yours were some of my favorites. (laughs) Feel free to chime in, because I know some of these are also going to be yours. But um, A Christmas Story, like, come on, classic. Mm -hmm. And that's another one that like with you, Tay, Jingle All The Way was like a growing up one. Um, Christmas Story was another one that we we would watch all day, Christmas Day before transitioning into watching like the whiz come nighttime mm-hmm. um Christmas story for those of you guys that don't know it's like what's his name Ralphie Thank you, Ralphie. And, you know, he wants a gun for Christmas. Red there's rider a, BB
2: gun. Don't forget. You
1: know, you'll shoot guess, your, eye out, you'll yeah, shoot your eye out. Exactly. And <laughs> guess what he does, shoots his eye out. You know, there's there's tongues getting stuck on frozen poles. There's a really hideous banana. Uh, sorry, bunny rabbit pajama costume. <laughs> a really tacky lamp that is shaped like a leg with some fish nets on it. You know, it's just yes. it's. It's fun and it's, it's relatable, uh, like the National Lampoon's Christmas vacation, but from more of like a child's perspective.
0: Yeah. Um, Um, Go ahead. In one of the scenes, their dinner gets ruined for Christmas and they end up at this Chinese takeout (laughs) and it's just like a really terrible experience. But um, for like the past three years, my family's done that on Christmas Eve. We go and we get Chinese takeout.
2: That's Awesome.
0: Don't yeah. the restaurant workers try to sing carols to them too? Yes. <laughs> yes. And then they like cut the like duck head right in front of them. And in like them. everybody's just delirious and it's a hot mess. Yeah.
1: Um. Second one, Christmas with the cranks.
0: Yes.
1: So that's the one that, that's one that I love. It's got uh, Jamie Lee Curtis in it and Tim Allen. And um for me, it's like, a, it's an overall kind of like feel good one. You know, they're empty nesters now. And they're kind of like, you know what, since our daughter's, you know, away, why don't we do Christmas, you know, for ourselves? Let's go take a holiday vaca- a vacation. Let's go to the beach somewhere. Mm-hmm. And they live in one of those neighborhoods <laughs> where I'm sure they have a an HOA and you have to do like Christmas decorations because as soon as the neighbors found out that the cranks were trying to skip Christmas, they weren't having it. It became a all out war and they were trying to stick by their guns. And I think, you know, the overall mission or, you know, I don't That message is like, you know, family or like at the end of the day, community is what really matters because as much as they were fighting to not have Christmas and then the neighbors were like, you got to do this their daughter does end up coming home for Christmas and then everyone kind of scrambles to make it happen for their daughter because the neighborhood loves them so much, you know? So a big message of, you know, family, community. And I think just kind of like, you know, working together around the
0: holidays that, that one, I really liked it. But I also wish I lived somewhere where they were like, you have to put your Christmas decorations up. Like whatever. Then go live in an HOA.
2: They
0: literally did so much. I was like, this is a lot. (laughs) <laughs> One,
1: and their thing was like i guess what their main attraction was like this big frosty mm-hmm. um light and it would go on their roof and the guy basically tried he basically killed himself trying to get it up there for them <laughs> it did not work out very well mm-hmm. um third this christmas i mean come on you got you got family feel good you got a black christmas film at that and you, you got loretta got
0: divine Chris Brown. Chris Brown. Idris Elba. Columbus, Columbus Short. Uh, Lauren London? Yep. Yep. Uh, Regina Kinger.
1: Is making good in it?
0: No. That's no. Lauren London. She's the other sister. And then there's, it's Regina King, right?
1: Uh, Yes. And Makai Pfeiffer. Don't forget about Makai. Yeah. Zaddy. Makai is still zaddy to this day.
0: I'm like. Um,
1: but, but anyways, it's just again star-studded cast you know like you you know pretty much everyone in there these are staples in the in the black community for us um and it's a it ends up telling a very you know feel-good story Mm -hmm. there's there's a lot of rocky roads that they hit but yes
0: it's (laughs) very relatable (laughs)
1: um and then Edward Scissorhands for me this is just one of my favorite movies if you have you seen it Shantae
0: yeah I saw it
1: um so there is there's a the, the whole entire movie is basically like leading up to this um, big Christmas party celebration. And it's similar to Christmas with the cranks. The whole neighborhood kind of gets into it, whatever. Um, and yeah, the, the the whole ending of the movie, the last I feel like 40 minutes or so, it's all centered around Christmas and the theme and there's beautiful music and snow and lights and everything. So um, that's just a movie for me. That is one of my favorites that I also translate into Christmas. I was like, is it a Christmas movie? (laughs) And then last but not least, Jack Frost with Michael Keaton.
0: Do you remember that movie, Shantae? Is that the one where the dad dies and he comes back as the snowman? Oh, my God. I used to cry, you guys. Same.
1: same. Every time
0: I watched it, like I'd never seen the movie.
1: Same. Oh, my gosh. It it was, it's, it's such a beautiful movie. You know, the animation, eh. It was, you know, the nineties, Yeah, <laughs> but it is a good, it's a good feel good movie. You know, like this oh my dad, gosh. his dad dies and he kind of does whatever he can to make sure that his kid, you know, his son's taking care of her. And he's okay. Or that he knows that he's there kind of thing. Yeah. Um. All in all great feel good movie. Um, I haven't seen
0: that movie in years.
1: Yeah. I, I definitely oh. check it out before the holiday is
0: over. I want to throw out a couple honorable mentions before we go to break. Um, we didn't say this with the Santa Claus. Uh, I was thinking about Tim Allen and Tim Allen with the Cranks. And I love those movies, every single one of them. Usually I hate a sequel, but like they did a really good job of telling his story from beginning to end. And um, Mm -hmm. I also like seeing the growth of him, like him as Santa Claus, his relationship with his son and then just, yeah, amazing. Um, But yeah, we're going to go ahead and jump into a quick two to three minute break. Before we talk about last week's episode of Insecure, stay tuned. You're listening to The Way with Jaz and Tay. Hey.
1: Psst. Hey, you. Yeah, you, girl. I just had to run and tell y'all about my favorite licensed esthetician, Easy Aesthetics by Elise. She helps me keep it right and tight, okay? I'm talking facials for your face, booty, and Meow. Not only is she amazing at skincare services, but she also provides teeth whitening, body contouring, and services for men too. Book her for a private session, a kickback spa day with your girls, or date night with your man. Whatever you have in mind, just ask and she'll let you know how she can service you. Now that's what I call top tier full service. DM her on Instagram for rates and services at Easy E Aesthetics. Again, that's Easy E Aesthetics with a Z. Tell her Jazz sent you. Now hurry before she books up.
2: Tune into the Whale well You Ask podcast with T1 D Live at 5 and DJ BBD. This is the podcast where you ask us a question and we will talk about it. Catch us every Wednesday live on Facebook and
1: YouTube at 8 p.m. Central, 9 p.m. Eastern. You can also listen to us on all
0: podcast streaming platforms. Be sure to support the sponsors of your favorite shows on Alternative Talk 1150.
1: All right, so welcome back to The Way with Jazz and Tay. Before the break, we went over our three-year anniversary as well as Shantae's and I's top five Christmas movies. Now we're gonna go ahead and transition into our hot topic, aka review of the week, aka the drama that unfolded this week in *Insecure*. Mm-hmm. Um, for those of y'all that don't know, we are reaching the end of the of the season and the end of the show as a whole. And um, episode nine was, I feel like the, the spiciest one yet this yeah, season. Yeah, it's been
0: it was the best one, and I was like, I hate that it was that spicy. And we have one episode left.
1: Right. So quick, quick summary. As you guys know, Tiffany's character is moving away to Colorado. Um, They're all, you know, at this uh, going away party for her. So you knew, you knew that there was a chance that there was going to be something popping off because Lawrence and Issa and Nathan and all of them are all friends with, with Tiffany. Um, So going into this party and this going away uh, event, you knew that there was a potential for something to, to happen and show enough it did. Uh, Tay, you want to, what are your initial um, thoughts on how the beginning or like how this, how it kind of like started and unfolded? Because I got something to say about Lawrence's friends.
0: Um, I don't really know. Like I thought it was very interesting. Like when it, when it started off, Lawrence wasn't going to go because Issa was going to be there.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And then his friend kind of like, you know, got him to go. And I was like, that was a bad idea. Like, I just think like what I really keep seeing in Lawrence is that he's an a-hole like he's kind of like (laughs) a punk like yeah like the way he was treating Nathan when they were all just like in the guy circle talking yeah and I was like why are you like why are you arguing about barbecue so here's
1: well here's so here's what I was going to say about Nathan's uh sorry Lawrence's friends is yeah you're right Lawrence was not going to go and I felt like his friends they could have put a bug in his ear telling him to just like go because like hey grow up boss up like that's that's life Issa's moved on. It is what it is. But no, they convinced him to go by putting the bug in his ear of, you're going to see Isa. You got to tell her how she, how you feel. You're not going to let her go. Like that, that's the part to me that,
0: that whoa, whoa, bothered. Well, tell him to do that.
1: I mean, it was, what's his, what's his face? The, I can't remember his friend, but he was the one that was like, I mean, come on, bro. You really let her go and you did not even fight for her.
0: So you guys are cordial. And so, but like, I think that, Lawrence took that as, like, a, oh, you should have fought for her. But mm-hmm. it's, like, you're really late, dude. Like, yeah. he wasn't... I don't think he was, like, yeah, go fight for her at this event. I think he was just telling him, like, you guys are cordial because you've broken up. You both went your separate ways. And you didn't fight for her. So you basically just told so her that... what it you is. It, exactly. So, you know, you should be able to be in spaces together without it being awkward. And it should have not been awkward. But then now Lawrence is in his head. He's, like, oh, should I have fought for her? Yeah. Oh, like... You know, and then, like, Nathan's there, which obviously bothered him. Yeah. And he's, like, literally arguing with a guy about L.A. barbecue versus Texas. barbecue. And you know and what I'm the like, argue what really is, is about. Yeah, and I'm, like, and he really gets to that point where he's, like, well, uh, the barbecue might not, must not be good enough to stay. And I'm, like, really, Lawrence? And that's the part that bothers me, too, because, like, now you put this bug in Nathan's ear about
1: nothing, like, nothing has even happened.
0: Right, now you're lying. And, but what I loved was the um, save by Issa's brother where he was like um, Nathan like do you want to do this thing with me so and so and he's like oh no because me and Issa are looking for apartments and then he sipped his champagne and Lawrence looked sick and I was for like thank you like- bro. I was like thank <laughs> he you He, bro. he uh-huh. knew what he was doing. He knew what he was doing. I was like that's what we needed because they were not I was like why are you guys arguing about barbecue A and B like nobody was going to stop that until it got to like where it got at the end right. of the episode um. but yeah oh. like the more I don't know like it's interesting like when Lawrence is feeling cornered or something he turns into an a-hole and I feel like we saw it with him and Condola like even mm. when they were dating they'd get into fights and he he always says something that's like he can't take back
1: yeah, you know, I
0: and the same so. thing happened here. It's like he feels so much that like he gets himself to a point where like he can't take back the stuff he says or does. And I'm like, and you look like an a hole, dude. Well, and here's the other thing
1: too. It's like I don't know what was going on with like I would have honestly expected Lawrence's behavior more from like Nate Nathan. Yeah, and Nathan instead would, and I, and here's what bothered me about Nathan. Issa tried to check in with Nathan. She had no idea what just happened with with, in that boy group. She tried to check in with him and touch base, and he was closed off, shut off. Was like, oh my bad, I gotta go. Met up with his friend or whatever, and then like dip. And Issa was like, okay, like what was that? Like she had no idea about what just happened. All you had to do was just like give her a little heads up, and she's like, okay, you know, like I'm sorry or something, but nathan always does that you know he's visibly upset or irritated or something and does not talk to isa about it or doesn't really effectively communicate that with her and that
0: kills me i feel like i agree with you but i also feel like there's a time and a place well so i agree and i I feel like that's like he reminds me a lot of myself because like every time he like dips out i'm like yeah no i feel you dog because I feel like in all the situations where he walks away, it's getting to a point where he's about to get disrespectful or like it's about to get to a place it doesn't need to be in that moment, you know, but, but again, I agree Issa with you.
1: Yeah, she had no But idea I don't
0: think was. he was mad at her but I think what he was trying to do was not trying to make it a thing because Issa always gets in her head about mm-hmm. Lawrence. You know what I'm okay. saying? And so then the conversation that was had at the end of the night probably would have happened sooner. And then it would have just happened. You know, it would have just been a trickle effect. Okay. So here's my other thing. Why uh,
1: why did Lawrence feel the need to, like, girl, he cornered her? She wasn't trying yeah. to have that conversation. She at was all. trying to keep it pushing. Mm-hmm. And he really, like, he basically cornered her and forced her yeah. To listen to
0: whatever he had to say. And I again, not the time nor the place. Or the place. Like, like really? my man is literally here, probably watching. And he was. And he was. <laughs> and and he was. you're like, I love you. And are you happy? Dude, what in the F? This is not. No.
1: Um, again,
0: a-hole. He's an a-hole.
1: I too would have started throwing hands at that point.
0: If I were I'm, Issa, I would have started throwing hands.
1: I'm not even going to hold you. I'm not a violent person. I don't condone that type type of stuff, but n- no.
0: I love the Nathan forwards, fought for you, her. Wrong. Yeah.
1: Oh yeah, me too. Especially with Nathan being in his feelings the way that he was. And because I think he hurt because he did hear the conversation yeah. and heard what she said. He didn't have anything to really worry about or like he was confident in, like nope i'm back to protect my girl
0: (laughs) and i think that's another thing going into like going back to when you know she didn't know what had happened in the whole friend group thing i think it's like and also like he wasn't trying to show he was insecure about the situation like about lawrence being there you know and so he was like no like everything's good i'm gonna keep it cute and cordial but then like when all of that shook down it was like okay no i have a reason to feel like this dude is trying to come for my girl because he's literally trying to come and get my girl and like mm-hmm. what are you doing like I'm not standing here
1: amen
0: um, um so now know. there's just
1: now there's just you know East has got decisions to make um which I hate for her do you I think she's all all season long I've been feeling like she's gonna end up with Lawrence she's gonna end up with Lawrence um I but I must we'll see. I'm at this point right now where I really do think she's going to do what she knows is best for her. I think she knows that whatever she's got with Lawrence is a uh, up and down tumultuous kind of thing. Like, yeah. you, you know what I mean? it in, in, in a different world in another life, it might've could have worked, but not this one.
0: I think that they're meant for each other, but there's just too much. Yeah. Um, also, I just want to quickly say before we sign off, I love Torin. Torian. Oh girl. Molly. Yes.
1: The way that they were high the entire episode. Yeah,
0: like, I love them together. I love him for her. I love that she's, like, grown so much and changed Girl. so much.
1: The way that Molly was like, oh, yeah, so, you know, Ro and I are friends, but we did used to, you know, have sex. Um, a lot. Or, you know, whatever. <laughs> and then he just, like, walked away all awkward and torn was just like, okay. All right, cool. Like, okay. Like, y'all are friends now, though, right? Like, you know, like.
0: Yeah. <laughs> and that, he didn't care. Is,
1: that is so attractive to me in a male partner, to be I honest. Mean,
0: he's really attractive.
1: But ball head and everything, mm. yeah.
0: Um, but that is our show and our recap of Insecure for the day. Um, this is actually our last show on, on the radio, and we are very <laughs> sad to be leaving. Um, but we'll be taking a bit of a hiatus until February of next year, so stay tuned for the updates and when we release new episodes. Peace, bye. As always,
1: thank you so much for tuning into The
0: Way. Catch you next week, same time, same place. Follow us on Instagram at the TheWayJazente and on
1: Twitter at the TheWayJT. Don't be afraid to DM us if you have any questions or suggestions about the show. Until next time, bye! Peace!